Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where I have a real-life encounter with an entitled Karen. Our next Reddit post is from Wolfgard. In April 2018, it was the last day that we had freezing temperatures and heavy snow. On that day, on my way home from work, I had an accident with my 2006 Ford Focus. I crashed into a driver in front of me because I underestimated the frozen road. Don't worry, neither me nor the driver I crashed into were harmed in any way. His car had a scratch on the back bumper, while my car's front bumper broke at the side. Police were called, we exchanged information, and that was the end of it. So I had to bring my car to the mechanic once more, and I just had enough of it. So I thought, whatever, I'll just get a new car. I brought my focus to a friend of mine who made a little extra money by repairing cars. Now to the present. About a month ago, I found a new car. Finally! So, I became the proud owner of a 2018 Ford Focus Line Sport Edition, completely black except for the roof and the top half of the side mirrors, which are red. The car is great, and when I bought it, it only had about 15 miles. After I bought the new car, I put my old Focus up for sale online. By then, my friend had fixed most of the damage, and my significant other had cleaned the car inside and out. But, even then, I knew that I wouldn't get much for it. I put the base price at 350 euros with the option of bargaining. During this time, I was keeping my car parked at my grandma's place in her driveway. Her house is out in the country, so it wouldn't be in anyone's way, and I could take plenty of good pictures for the ad. Two days ago while I was at work, I got a call from an unknown number. The guy left a message that he wanted to take a look at the car. I called him back, told him where the car was, and that we could meet there after my shift was finished. He agreed. After I was done with my shift, I drove immediately to my grandma's place to wait for him. So the cast of the story is me, my grandma, an entitled dad, and an entitled son, probably around 17 to 18 years old. Me and the entitled dad agreed to meet at 3.30. The entitled dad and son arrive half an hour later than what we agreed on, and they said the place was hard to find. I shrug it off because I could tell they weren't from around here. So me and the entitled dad take a look around the car. I explain everything to him, including the crash and the damage that I got fixed. While I was talking to the entitled dad, I noticed that his son wasn't paying any attention. According to the dad, the car was supposed to be for him. But instead of looking for my old car that I had for sale, he kept looking at my new Focus instead. Dang, that's a nice ride. Thanks. Can I take a ride? Sorry, not happening. I just got the car a few weeks ago. The father said, Come on, let the boy have a little fun. Sorry, still not happening. And, by the way, we're talking about my 2006 Focus, not my new one. But I like this car. You heard him, he likes that one. So, how about you sell us that one instead? Yeah, right. And how much would you pay me anyways? Well, the ad said 350 euros. Yeah, for the 2006 Ford Focus, not the new one. Fine, I'll give you 3,000 euros for the new one. Are you serious? I paid 30,000 euros for that car. Well, you drove the car for a while, so that's a price drop. Sorry, this is leading nowhere. We're done. I turned to my car, pulled the keys out of my pocket, and just wanted to go home. Dad, I want the car. The entitled dad grabbed my arm. You heard him. Hand over the keys. Now, I've got kind of a heavy build, but I'm strong enough that I can fight if I have to. I said no! Let me go now! While I was struggling with the entitled dad, the entitled son snatched the keys from my hand, unlocked the car, and jumped in. I immediately freed myself from the entitled dad and ran to the driver's door of my car. That little bastard locked the door so I couldn't get inside. 
At this point, I stood between the car and the exit so he couldn't leave. Tell your kid to get out of my car before I call the cops. At this point, due to all the commotion, my grandma came outside. What's going on? Grandma, go inside and call the cops. They're trying to steal my... I couldn't even finish my sentence because the entitled dad shoved me aside so his son could drive away. Well, he surprised me and I hit the ground hard and they drove off in my car while leaving their own car behind. I immediately grabbed my phone and called the cops. It took the cops about 10 minutes to arrive. One of the officers took my and my grandma's statement, while the other one radioed his colleagues from the neighboring town to description and license plate of my car. About an hour later, the entitled dad and son came back to the house with my car. The two cops jumped them on sight, pulled them out of my car, and cuffed them. The entitled dad tried to talk him and his son out of the situation by telling the cops they only did a test drive. The police were having none of their BS and escorted them away. They asked me if I wanted to press charges, and I said yes. More importantly, I checked my car for damages. It had about 20 miles more than before, and I found ash and cigarette butts on my back seat. I still have to wait for a court date. So, in all fairness, I don't think the entitled dad and the entitled son in this story were actually planning on stealing the car. I think what they were trying to do was just, like, flex on you and do a power play OP. Because, surely, they're not dumb enough to try to steal your car while leaving their car behind. Are they? Our next Reddit post comes from me, r slash. That's right, I had a real-life, face-to-face encounter with an entitled parent. Alright, so, really close to my house, about a five-minute drive away, there's a park, and I go there very frequently with my daughter. The park has a big playground, and my daughter likes to swing, so I go there a couple times a week. Now, typically, my wife goes with me, but on this particular day, my wife had some errands to run, so we split up. I park in the parking lot next to the park, get Lily out of the car, and as I'm walking across the parking lot towards the park, I notice this, like, really young boy just by himself in the parking lot. And he looks to be probably about, like, two or three Just old enough to run around and get into trouble, but young enough that he can barely talk. And also, to understand just how dangerous this is, I have to describe the parking lot that we're in. So from the parking lot, you can see the park over the hill, and you can actually see the playground equipment. But because it's past the hill, and a bunch of like trees and bushes, and there's a big park sign, and also all the cars, there's not really much visibility to the park, so I can't see anyone that's playing at the playground, and anyone at the playground can't see us as well. Also, on the other side of the parking lot, it's like a major road, where cars are going probably 40, 45 miles per hour. Not a safe place for a kid to be playing. So... You know, I see this kid by himself, just like next to the cars, and I look around, like, is this is this kid alone? Are his parents in a car? There's a porta potty nearby. Is his mom taking a dump or something? I don't know if this kid's alone or if his parents are nearby, but I can't see him, so I just stop. I'm holding my daughter in my arms. She's watching the kid. I'm watching the kid. And we just sort of stand there for like probably two, three minutes just to see if you know, his mom is nearby. I didn't want to immediately assume that there was a problem because that would have embarrassed the mom and she probably doesn't want some strange guy talking to her kid. So I just observed for a couple minutes. And this kid's, you know, doing kid stuff, looking at rocks, poking bugs, just kind of meandering around the parking lot being a little kid. And eventually enough time passed and I'm thinking, okay, I think this kid's alone. So I go over to the porta potty knock. No one's there. Then I come up to the kid and I'm like, hey, kid, where are your parents? And keep in mind, he's barely old enough to put sentences together, so his, like, comprehension and communication skills are kind of rock bottom. I don't know. Okay, where's your daddy? He's at work. Okay, where's your mommy? 
I don't know. Okay, are you here with your grandparents? Where's your grandparents? I don't know. Are you here with a babysitter, maybe? Where's your babysitter? I don't know. Okay, at this point, I'm thinking, all right, we've got a situation here. It's probably not an emergency, but this kid doesn't know where his parents are. His parents are nowhere in sight. There's a major road nearby. I can't see the playground, so there's no way that someone at the playground can also see this kid. I think this kid is actually legitimately by himself in this parking lot. So I say, okay, kid, why don't you come with me to the playground and let's go find your mommy? And like, at first, the kid doesn't really want to go with me, I guess, because I'm just some weird stranger. And this is kind of presenting a problem to me because I've got my daughter, Lily, you know, on my hips. I'm holding her and I don't really have the arms to wrestle with a with a disagreeable kid while also carrying my daughter. And she's at the age that I don't want to leave her in the car by herself. I don't want to grab this kid's hand. I want to just convince him to come. So I'm kind of negotiating with him for one or two minutes trying to get him to come with me. And then eventually he finally starts walking with me to the park. And the park with the playground is probably like 50 yards away from the parking lot. Not too far, but I really want to emphasize there's low visibility between the parking lot and the playground. And just as I'm approaching the playground, I see these four people approaching me. It's two very little kids and then two people who are most likely their grandparents. A much, much older couple. And in taking Lily to this playground recently, I discovered that it's really, really easy to tell which parents come with which kids because, you know, you're just sitting around, you know, pushing a kid on a swing. So you just look around, you see, you know, pairs of parents and kids. So I thought maybe these people will know who this kid came with. So I said, excuse me, I found this kid in the parking lot. Do you know who he came with? Do you know who his parents are? Anything like that? And instantly, instantly, the grandma sprung into action. Major credit to her, because the second I said that, her eyes went wide, she gasped, (gasps) kneeled down in front of the little boy and said, little boy, where's your parents? Is your mommy here? Like instantly, grandma mode was activated and she wanted to help me find this kid. So she leaves her two grandkids with the grandpa and she and I go into the playground with the kid. She's holding the kid's hand, trying to find the parent. And we come up to mom after mom after mom sitting on benches and playing with kids on the playground saying, excuse me, is this your kid? Do you know who the parent is? And we get back, no, no, no. So we've been doing this for probably like one or two minutes at this point. When this little kid rushes up, probably about like five or six. And to give you an example of how young he is, when I asked the kid if he knew who the lost kid was, he said, yeah, he's my little brother. Like, that's how young he talked. I said, okay, is your mommy here? And he pointed at this lady on the exact opposite far end of the playground, the farthest you can possibly be from the parking lot. And I pointed out the woman to the kid, and I said, is that your mommy? And he immediately runs off towards her. And this whole time, as I'm watching this kid run to presumably his mother, the woman never stops talking to her friend on the bench. They're just chatting back and forth, completely oblivious. The kid runs up into her arms. She, like, scoops him up and holds him and just keeps on talking. Like, she's literally has no clue that two strangers, me and this grandma, have been looking around the park for her. And, you know, I've read enough entitled parent stories to know that trying to engage with a Karen is completely pointless. So I'm just like, okay, no harm, no foul. Lily's obviously bored because she was expecting to be on the swings five minutes ago. So I'm just going to not worry about it and go start playing with Lily. The grandma, however, was pissed off off. The boy had run away from us when he saw his mother. So we were probably 30 yards away from this mom. And the grandma shouts at this woman, your kid was in the parking lot by himself. No response from the Karen. Excuse me, lady, your kid was in the parking lot by herself. 
Now, obviously, since we had already been going all over the park asking the other moms and babysitters, hey, is this your kid? Then people were already interested in what was going on. Add on top of that, the grandma shouting this out at the Karen, we had the intention of the entire playground listening to this grandma scold this Karen. And on the second yell, the Karen finally realizes, huh, is she talking to me? So she turns, looks at the Karen, gives this like scoff face, like, huh, are you talking to me? And the grandma says again, your kid was alone in the parking lot. And then she just like shrugged and kind of waved her hand and went back to talking to her friend. At that point, the grandma looked at me with this face of horror and was like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something to the extent of like, can you believe that? Or that's unbelievable. Or what is wrong with her? Or something, something to that effect. And I just kind of, you know, I read stories like this all the time. So I'm just like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? That's just kind of how it is sometimes. And like, that's the end of the story. I went to go push Lily on the swings and she slid down the slide, had a good time at the park. And the grandma left with her kids. But man, for the rest of the time that I was at the park, I was just like silently contemplating how easy it would have been to kidnap that kid. Like if I were inclined to steal kids, luckily I'm not. Thank God I'm not the type of person to actually want to kidnap kids. But if I were, it would have been so easy. I was very, very clear and specific about the timeline for this story. I watched the kid for about probably about two minutes. Then I negotiated with the kid to get him to follow me to the park for probably about one to two minutes. Then I searched the park for probably about two minutes, coming out to, let's say, five or six minutes between the, the moment I laid eyes on the kids and when I actually saw the mom. And even after five minutes had elapsed, During that time, the mother had no clue that her kid was missing. So I am literally not exaggerating when I say when I got to that parking lot, I could have grabbed the kid, put him in my car. No witnesses, by the way. The parking lot was empty, except for, you know, cars with no people in them. I could have driven home, locked the kid in my secret tickle dungeon, and I could have done all that within five minutes. So literally, in the time it would have taken this mom to realize that her kid was missing, I could have imprisoned her child. And that's kind of like an extreme example, obviously. The much more likely scenario is just that the kid would have, you know, ran out into traffic and died because the parking lot was right next to a major road. And then when confronted with her obvious negligence, she's just like, um, excuse me, I'm talking to my friend. Don't interrupt my conversation. So I know the story isn't as like elaborate as a lot of r slash entitled parent stories, but it's my story. It happened to me. Saw it with my own two eyes so I can verify it is 100% accurate. There are some terrible, terrible parents out there. Our next Reddit post is from Tester. This next post comes from a news article. After a woman in China refused to buy her younger brother an apartment, her estranged parents filed a lawsuit for 500,000 yuan, which is approximately $71,000 in parental maintenance. The woman, 29-year-old Zheng from Guangzhou of southern China, was abandoned by her biological parents when she was two years old and has no relationship with them. She was reportedly abandoned because her biological parents couldn't financially support her and they rarely contacted her throughout her life. Zhang was raised by her father's sister, and she considers her aunt's family to be her biological family. When Zhang recently used her savings to buy her cousin an apartment, her biological parents reappeared in her life and reportedly demanded that she buy her biological brother an apartment as well. After Zhang refused, her estranged parents filed a lawsuit against her for 500,000 yuan in parental maintenance. The court ruled that, although Zhang is not obligated to buy her brother an apartment, she must negotiate the amount with her parents and pay the parental maintenance fee. 
Under the Civil Code of China, adult children have a legal obligation to support their parents, regardless of estrangement or abandonment. Imagine abandoning a child and not caring about them for their entire life and then suing them for money. What a disgusting set of human beings. That was r slash Entitled Parents. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.